0: This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network.
1: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket
2: costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs.
0: Hello and welcome to the Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, last April, the American authorities, the US Department of Treasury, in fact, announced that the Kinahan drug cartel were an international threat because of the crimes they've committed that is, the transportation and sale of drugs and they placed sanctions on the Kinahans and the principal announcement was that there was a $5 million reward on each of the three principal Kinnans. That's the father, Christy Kinnan, and his two sons, Daniel and Christopher. Daniel Kinnan, of course, is the most renowned, if you like, or notorious of those gangsters. And he was based in Dubai at the time, as was his father and his brother and many other of the Kinnan's associates. They'd been, they'd moved from Spain. They were in Dubai, but apparently it was impossible for the Irish authorities to get the extradition warrants they wanted executed. Uh, so now it appears they're not wanted in Dubai, and things have moved on. And they have moved on in a quite a significant way. And we're joined now by Michael O'Toole. The Irish Daily Stars crime correspondent and the crime correspondent of the year in the Journalism Awards. Michael, April was the day, I think, that the Kinnehan's realized that the, the Americans were taking an interest in them. And to put that in perspective, of course, there was the five million US dollars bounty put on each of their heads, but the, another, crime boss that the Americans took an interest in, El Chapo, who's a Mexican, El Chapo Guzman, when the Americans took an interest in him and caught him, uh, tried him in America, and he was sentenced to life in prison plus 30 years. So this gives an idea, if you like, of how seriously the Americans take things once they get involved. What's happened since?
3: Hi, I mean, um A lot has happened since, but uh, at the same time, on the surface, not much has happened. So we've been trying to find out what happened to... You're, you're quite right. First of all, I think April was a, a total change, turning point in Irish gangland. And I think, you know, more than anything, once the Americans got involved, I think uh, Daniel, who runs the cartel, uh, really realised you cannot beat City Hall. Once the Americans become involved, it is game over. And things yeah. collapsed around Kenehan. Just Just briefly to explain... Say for a couple of years before this, he'd been involved in this whole sports-watching thing. He'd been trying to reinvent his reputation as boxing's Mr. Fix-It. And he was being extremely successful. A couple of journalists, a couple of people like us in The Star were fighting, again, a a losing battle, really. We had some successes. uh,
0: Ciarán Cunningham uh, did a lot in that regard in the the sports pages and in the the news pages of The Star.
3: Yes, but you know what, really... We, 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 in the grand scheme of things, the Irish Gaelic Star are quite minnows because we're talking about England and we're talking about it internationally, right? And Daniel Kinnan was being extremely successful. There was this weird Twitter campaign, especially based in England, and for some reason, people in Scotland who got involved for some reason, who were heavily promoting and sponsoring and helping Kinnan to reinvent himself. It, I have to say, it was going well. It, you know, now we, we well, did. he was find- very
0: friendly with uh, Tyson Fury who yes. was nominally at that stage, uh, you're never quite sure in boxing who's the world champion, but he was nominally the best heavyweight boxer in the world at that time. And indeed, he still holds that position.
3: Yes, when he, do you remember it was a 2020, he announced, he, he went on. I think it was Instagram, and announced that he had just, uh, sort of a big fight. What I always forget that boxer's name, the big English guy. Uh,
0: uh, Anthony Joshua. An-
3: Anthony Joshua. Yeah, that he... he uh, and and Bob Joshua. Arum was the yes. other
0: figure involved who had... Yes. Who's now very old, uh, but still in the game, and he had been a promoter for Muhammad Ali's fights. He's a legendary figure in the United States. He also said of Kennehan that he was a gentleman, very generous and a big figure in the game, and Tyson Fury had echoed those comments.
3: Oh, and more than that, Tyson Fury came on and said, I want to thank Daniel well, he calls him Kinnerhan, I want to thank Daniel Kinnerhan for organising the fight between Fury and Joshua. So, Kinnan, let's be clear about this, Eamon, Kinnan was a very, very, very big fish in boxing, in 2019, 2020, 2021, right, and he kept on being rebuffed. As as you know, we, we fought a campaign, but others fought a campaign. BBC Panorama did a big story about him, and he you know he suffered setbacks, but he kept on coming back. It was like a like a like a wave he kept coming back. And even before April, he didn't see this coming. This the, the, the sanctions being launched by America with the Guardian and the, and, the, and the English and others. Um, he didn't see it coming, and he was pumping himself up. And even weeks before the whole thing happened, he was out there. He was putting himself on Instagram. He was going with all these shakes and you know various north Asian uh, magnates and all that sort of stuff so he 's very much putting himself out there essentially for another run at clearing the way and finally lancing the boil of people. Like me alleging well, correctly that he was involved in criminality, he wanted all that got away, and he was very, very close to making it. I think he was. I think he was very, very close to tipping the balance in his favor. That sooner or later, the noise of all his criminality would go away, and he would be accepted as a businessman with a dodgy past. As he he said himself, "I have got these uh, things. He's got in the past. He's done things in the past that he's not proud of. He put that up there, a bit of a mea culpa, trying to, to clean himself." And it nearly worked, but it was game over when the Americans got involved in April, and that changed everything for him, so he's a, he's, he's, in, he's in a serious spot of bother. We, we can talk about what has happened since, but it cannot be stressed how important the American involvement was in April.
0: Yes, indeed, and it's worth pointing out that Daniel Kinahan is the son of Christopher Kinahan, who has served time in jail and is, as his father, was the sort of organiser, but he. It seems he was in semi-retirement. Daniel Kinnan has never been charged with any crime. He ever. has. He has. has he? Yes. Has uh, he served time, any
3: time in prison? He, he was, he, yes, he has, actually, uh, only for a couple oh. of days because he was remanded in custody. And it was in, oh, it was the first time we ever got a photograph of him. It was either 2000 or 2001. He was charged with a very serious assault on a couple of off-duty guards, strangely, at Shelburne Park. Uh, dog track in two thousand two thousand and one, uh, and we got the first photograph of him. He was in guard at custody, and he was in the four courts and he's been driven around. One of my colleagues got a picture of him. He was charged with that. The charges were later dropped. Other people were convicted, but he, the, the trial did not go ahead against him. But he was uh, so charged I, with that. What
0: I should have said was he had no convictions.
3: Yes, he has no convictions. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, as, I as. Uh, Pat Byrne, the former Guard Commissioner, said to me once long time ago in relation to something else, there's a difference between knowing something and proving something in court. The guards haven't had a chance to prove it.
0: As, as you said, the Americans' uh, involvement in April changed everything. And if you look at El Chapo, who was uh, the much feared uh, Mexican drug lord, El Chapo Guzman, he was tried in America in 2019, and he was given this uh, very long, well, a life sentence plus 30 years is the end. So the Americans do take it upon themselves to say, you may not be American, but you were selling drugs that were ending up in America. And that seems to be the position, is it, that the Kinans find themselves in now? you may not be american the irish uh, authorities have tried to get them extradited from dubai now it appears dubai has closed the door that's the essence of the piece you have in the uh, daily star yesterday
3: yes no i mean this is an imperfect sense my colleague john mooney in the sunday times broke on sunday that yes Kinnam that's had, right yeah that, he, that they had fled dubai and were moving around places like Qatar, Jordan, other parts of the UAE. I was told a couple of weeks ago that he had been spotted in Saudi Arabia. So look, it is, I mean, there's a caveat with this. It's an imperfect science and none of the Kenyans take an ad in the towns of London in the social pages to say where they have gone. So it's very much the dark arts. And journalists like me and, and Mooney were scrabbling around trying to get Whatever information we can get, but it is, is an imperfect sense. But I have been told, and John has been told, and I, I know John has fantastic contacts. And to be fair, he broke the story and I followed up on it, uh, as, as is my want. We've both been told that he is, that all three of them have left Dubai. They have gone from some, for some time and they are floating around the Middle East. Now, the, the, the destination we were both told separately is Asia. Now, John and I differ in this. John was sort of told the Far East. You're talking somewhere in Burma. Maybe, or Myanmar, you know, or, or Thailand, maybe around there. I was told more North Central Asia, verging in Europe, you know, Kazakhstan. If you think back to 2019, there's a very famous video of K- Daniel Kinnan at a, a charity ball, a charity auction in Kazakhstan, and he spent $140,000 on a ball used in a Champions League final. And there have been plenty of pictures of him. In the Stan area, Kazakhstan area, before this, as I say, when he was trying to reinvent himself, so he has connections there, he has people there. He's running out of options because he can't. There's a lot of places where he can't go to because of their relationships with America. So I was told around Kazakhstan, John was told maybe far east.
0: Yes, just let's look at the restrictions now on these three men. uh, That is Christopher Kennehan and his two sons. They can't use their credit cards. Mm -hmm. They can't use banking. It's Appears that in order to leave Dubai, Daniel Kinnahan had to have false identity papers to even leave Dubai. Not sure. I want to ask you: Why would he need these false identity papers when it seems that the Irish authorities couldn't get the leaders in Dubai to extradite them to Ireland to face justice, and yet he was persona non grata to the extent that he had to use fake documents to get out of the country.
3: Yes, he he, he has always used fake documents. We know that Guardy had intelligence that he would, uh, you know, before the feud started in 2016, and, and shortly after it, he would have stayed in, in quite expensive Dublin hotels and he would have used false names and he would have used false passports. He, You know, it, it's just in him, but look, essentially, a few weeks after the, uh, the Americans launched their sanctions against him, which also means that he can't fly on any American... Registered air, airlines or no American businesses can do business with him. No companies can do business with him. So it's they're very very strict. But a few weeks afterwards, Dubai also imposed identical uh, restrictions on him. So you know his supply of ca- his supply of legitimate cash. I know we've spoken about this before. Him, mean, his supply of legitimate cash has gone. So it's all what 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 cash he has with cash in hand or what money he can get access to via family and friends. We have. Other accounts, but they so that's closed down. So and obviously there are border controls and the belief, and as I say, it's an imperfect art. The belief phase he used a false passport to get out because obviously you know there are border checks and when you're going out of Dubai or the UAE or whatever, those you know there are checks and your passage is, is marked and recorded. So he needed to bypass that. So that's the belief about the uh, false passports.
0: Now, are they now on the run? and out of the drug game, or are they on the run and still in the drug game? Well, but there's another question, before you answer that, Michael, are they a problem now for other gangs by association? Have they been ostracized in any way because they're too high profile? You don't want to be hanging around with these guys. And they have been hanging around with all the major criminal drug gangs in the world for years now.
3: I spoke to a very senior uh anti-drugs officer investigator shortly after the sanctions were lifted or were placed on when I, I was asking look is this the end of the canines and this fellow said oh no not at all because they they have access to what we call the cartels the, the the Guzman and the Colombian cartels and the Cali cartels and all that the ones who produce the cocaine in, in Colombia for example in uh, Peru and Ecuador and he said no no they will still be doing business with them because they still have the money but look you know it will be cash up front. They'll have to pay for it ahead because, you know, they're under so much pressure. But, you know, make no, no, no doubt about it. Look, the Kennings are still a force, but they have been seriously damaged and people are abandoning them. There, uh, Drew Harris sort of intimated a few weeks ago. That's that,
0: the guy the commissioner. Yeah. yeah.
3: Or was it, maybe it was Jonas Sullivan and his former assistant commissioner. Well, one of the two basically said there's been a huge amount of information coming forward since the reward was offered. To me and you, Eamon, what that means is that people are touting on the Kenyans and people are betraying them. And we've always thought that it wouldn't be someone back in Ireland or someone with no connection to the Kenyans who would turn them yes, in. It's people close to them who have the knowledge. So, you know, the, the guards would be saying privately that there has been a significant amount of information since then. So, look, it's, it's, it's a multi-headed beast. I'll be totally honest with you. Um, They are losing their influence in Ireland. And there are others we can talk about this, there are, will be and there are other gangs that are going to come through because nature abhors the vacuum. But the Kennings, you know, have other businesses that are involved. We know that they they brought in a significant amount of drugs into England. Thomas Bormer Cavanaugh was caught there. One of his serious, serious disciples or serious apostles was caught a couple of years ago and he was jailed for 20 odd years there this year for his role in Kinnean in drugs in, into England. So they do that. They also are involved in money laundering for other gangs who so they're you know they are tier one players so look they're damaged they're damaged in ireland but they're, they're still criminals and that's how they make the money And that's what they will be doing
1: life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans a lot can happen in three years like a chat bot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com
2: why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at Byheart.com.
0: Now, in the piece you wrote yesterday in the star, you also mentioned those who are part of their Gang, but not big enough to attract the attention of the Americans, in particular. Uh, that there, some of them are in Spain, some of them are in Dubai, some maybe in Ireland. The remnants, if you like, of what was once a, a very powerful gang—they're still around. Uh, what are they doing? Look, are looking for a gig. Are, well, no, they're more than that. They're trying to, as I said, to fill the vacuum.
3: I mean, I can think of one fellow who'd be well known to guards and probably to journalists, but his name isn't really mentioned that much in the public domain, probably for for legal reasons. But we were told shortly after the uh, April sanctions were were launched that this man is becoming more and more important in sort of running things. And the belief would be that he's becoming, effectively, is he hiving off or is he running things on behalf of the Kenyans? But look, nature abhors a vacuum you know, people will have to come forward and people will have to step up either to take over from the Kinnahans or to run it in Ireland on behalf of Daniel.
0: Now, there's another fact here that around 70, as I understand Mm. it, of 70 criminals are in Irish prisons who are linked to the Kinnahans or other drug Mm. gangs. Is that true? And can we trace the sort of implosion of these gangs to the Regency Hotel 2016, the murder of David Byrne, who was his close associate of Daniel Kinahan's. Can we trace everything back to that day? We can.
3: And th- you're right about 70, but that is 70 for people who are connected to the Kinahan cartel. There's yep. been a huge amount. Now, it's not even in, in Ireland because, as I said, Thomas Barmer, Barmer yes. Cabinet is in England, and we know uh, uh, there's one Kinnaghan killer in custody in Spain for the murder of Gary Hutch in in September 2015. So it's three countries, but look, the vast bulk of them are in Ireland. And, you know, it's very, very interesting. There's a man called Michael O'Sullivan, who is recently well, he's retired a good couple of years, probably 2017, but he was a Guard Assistant Commissioner, legendary within the Guards. He was uh, head of the Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau. In 1986, he personally arrested Christopher in around Marino. For, for possession of cocaine. So he knows his onions, and he went off to lead an organisation called Marque in which is based in Portugal, which is Europe, anti-drug smuggling uh, body. And Michael has written a piece for a new book about the centenary of the Guardians, 100 years. Uh, and in it, he writes about fighting organised drugs crime. He describes the Regency attack as a dismal day in gangland history. And it was. Yes. About it, it was a complete disaster. But what he said after that was... That was the catalyst that forced the government to act. And if you look at it, if you did a graph of the number of people who are connected to the cartel who win the deal, there's a massive spike after 2016. I always think March... 2016 was when the Criminal Assets Bureau started doing big raids, and that was the sort of turning point. They see lots of cars connected to yes. uh, the Byrne clan, who are the Irish wing of the Kinneans, and that was that, that was the first big massive operation afterwards. So it was just a month after, maybe a few weeks, six weeks after the Regency, and see since then, it has been unrelenting. I'm thinking of off the top of my head, there was a massive seizure of uh, firearms in January 2017 in Rathcool, and uh, uh, one of Kenyan's real acolytes was, was caught there and others were caught. He's doing 10 years and he's given other stuff. But so the guards have been mounting this, to use the Ukrainian term, a counter-offensive against the Kenyans since the Regency. The Regency, it wasn't a wake-up call for the guards because the guards knew. It was a wake-up call for society. And I also I often remember after the Regency came along, the guards give. Or the the government gave the guards the Duck Bee, the drugs and organized crime view an extra five million and said go and get them. And with those resources, they mounted a massive campaign against them. There are and you know one of the reasons why the last murder in the feud here was January twenty eighteen. Right, so four years. And one of the reasons now there have been attempts and there have been there have been seventy hits that have been foiled by Gardy. Most connected to the Kenan Hutch seventy five hits. The Kenan Hutch view. Most of the, they, they feel they were all intercepted. But one of the main reasons why there haven't been murders, apart from that, is that most of the Kenan hitmen are in prison, and you yes. can't you can't get hitmen, and the the caliber of hitman has really really reduced. Uh, you know, because the top tier people have all been caught. Uh, they're in, you know, they're in for various other offences. Like you know, there's people I know who haven't been convicted of murder, but are in for serious offences. You are part of the gagu guardi would believe are murderers and have carried out murders, and they're they're in prison for other offences. So the it's been. It's been a, a, a sort of shock and awe campaign by the, by the guards against the Kennan's, and it has been extremely successful. And that's why there have been so few murders. And there are, look, there are easily 70, some are doing five years, some are doing four, four years. I think it's about eight who are doing life for murder in Ireland and in Spain. And then there's plenty in between the 10, 12 years. So there's an awful lot of people who are locked up because of their associations with Daniel Kennan.
0: Yes, and there's one other interesting fact. Uh, Michael, you might be too young to remember, uh, but the murder of my colleague and um, Frank Guerin in 1996 caused Nora Owen, who was then Minister for Justice, to institute the Criminal Assets Bureau. And that was the turning point as well. That murder was the catalyst at that time. And the unintended consequence from a criminal perspective was the Criminal Assets Bureau, and we all know how successful that has been.
3: Yes and there are, for every action there is a reaction and there have been significant consequences as a result of this. One of them is there are, you know, if you think back uh, to the murder of Ronnie Gearn that was obviously John Gilligan's gang uh, was involved in that murder, or, uh, was behind that murder. Gilligan gang was destroyed but other people very quickly came in, you know, there's a, I'm thinking of the Westies in the Blanchardstown area. Yes. And then there's Two Glennon boys who were fighting the Westies, and you they know were, they were, the Westies were very, very dangerous, very, very, very cruel
0: men, and they're very, very dead, right? Well, now. yeah,
3: well, exactly. But uh, there's a modern parallel to this. I can think. Look, I, I know I always say this: there are gangs that we cannot name don't like giving them certain, uh, you know, nicknames, but we have to because otherwise we'd end up in the high court. So there's a a gang in the Klondarkin area called The Family, and they are significant players, and they have become increasingly significant in the last couple of years as a result of the attack on the Kinnons. I know a a while ago, a a runner of theirs was caught with several million euro, I think between four and five million euro, in a dock B operation down the country, right? And that person was jailed. The, inform- the the briefing we were given was that that was their gang's one week's profits. Yes. So it just shows you how big they are. And they're, no, But unlike Daniel Kenhan, the head of the family, very few people would know his name. He's yes. not in the papers. He's not going around, you know, posing with all these boxers and, you know, people in Kazakhstan. He's not making himself a player. He's under the radar and he's making a shed lot of
0: money. And he's not killing journalists.
3: Nobody. They, 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 there is a. Belief no, I mean that, they, 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 there, there they, is one word that has pinned on him. But yes, he doesn't bring attention on himself. They don't. Yep. They, they're they're very businesslike.
0: Just a final question, Michael, about our own you know, authorities. Let's call them the guards and uh, the government uh, Department of Justice. Our own efforts to extradite the Kinnahans uh, from Dubai failed. Which is surprising when you consider that Sheikh Mohammed, for example, al-Maktoum has stud farms, has horses in training here, is renowned uh, for his horses in the UK as well. Why is Dubai, or why was Dubai, uh, resisting those extradition requests, or is that above both our pay grades?
3: I I think it is. It's definitely above my pay grade. I, I I wonder, is it resisting or is it ignoring because they didn't regard Ireland as overly important?
0: Do you know, you know right. what I'm saying? Look, I do, America, yeah, but they certainly won't Ameri- oh, the ignore point. the Americans. Yeah,
3: That is exactly the point. So look, you know, maybe Ireland is called and it's helpful big brother across the Prawn. They're having a bit of trouble in a bar and, you know, there's a bigger fellow comes to help and that's it. So is it, ignore, you know, I don't know if resisting is the right word. I just think we were uh, 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 of little consequence. And, right. And, and I mean, that's the reality. We were, America is of major consequence. And look, America will regard, if they're putting up the money, they regard the Canines as a threat. No, I'll just say one final thing. It's They do want them back here, but there are two schools of have thought of this personally, and I asked Drew Harris about this. I think it's likely that if the Americans are pulling up the money and they've got God knows up going behind the scene, I think it's more likely they'll be brought to America. But it is still extremely possible that they could be that Daniel and Christopher and Christie could appear in the special criminal court or the normal courts here. But there are two schools that thought of that, but both America and Ireland want them. There's no doubt about that.
0: Okay, Michael, we're very grateful to you for uh, joining us on the stand. Michael O'Toole is the Irish Daily Star's crime correspondent. He's the crime correspondent of the year as well. And we're grateful to Michael, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon.